this is so exciting. I know I'm so excited. This is going to sound totally wild, but this is the first time Alexa and I have ever been on a call together. (laughs) No way. Yeah. (laughs) Have you done like voice messages at least? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? (laughs) We wrote an entire book just basically with like, Text messages. Most of it started on Twitter, actually. Yeah. 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 So this is like literally the first time we've ever seen each other. There were a lot of like really long messages. And it was like, Twitter's like, hey, this message is too long. And And then we switched to be like, okay, we've been talking on Twitter for like six months. We should exchange phone numbers at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd like have a lot of text screams. Oh yeah. Like lengthy screams, but never actually heard each other scream, which is just wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm kind of like flattered. I feel like I got you together. Like I you did. did. You did. <laughs> um, that is so funny and me and Kelsey were just talking as she was like okay our guests are here like are you ready and I was like yeah let me write down questions that I have and I was like oh obviously about the co-writing process and then you're just like Twitter Twitter (laughs) yeah were were you just like going back and forth in tweets does Twitter have DMs yeah Twitter does have DMs okay Yeah. So that's how we kind of, that's how we found each other in the first place was (laughs) Alexa was screaming into the Twitterverse about another one of my books. And I was like stalking myself one day, which as an author, you, you know, is like potentially you're setting yourself up for major heartbreak, but I found her happy screams. And then I reached out to her and I was like, wow, that's so awesome. I was so happy. I encountered something positive. And we just kind of like became friends. She then arc read my second book in that series. And then just some stuff was going on in the, in Bookland, you know, as there's always something going on in Bookland. So we started to just sort of talk about that. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if we wrote a book about, about a serial killer and cults and yeah, all this stuff and bang, then the book kind of wrote itself. One to yeah. be, oh my gosh, one to be phenomenal, I feel like it's a better question here. Yeah, we were like, ha ha, it would be so funny because we were talking about how we had just read There Are No Saints and There Are No Devils by Sophie Lark. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. There's a male serial killer, but there aren't enough female serial killers. Mm-hmm. Except like the Mindfuck series, which I read last year, I want to say. And I was like, that's cool. I love that but we need more and then I had read what was it Wretched by Emily McIntyre mm-hmm. also very good she's not a serial killer per se but she had the vibes and I was like mm-hmm. hmm we need more of that wouldn't it be funny ha ha jk <laughs> unless <laughs> Yeah, and who doesn't love a good cult, right? So let's just chuck one of those into the mix, or maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm loving absolutely all this. I'm loving the organicness, but I feel like we do normally say hello, 
Yes. Where we have to say hello. Because I feel like we're jumping in, which I'm loving, but I'm just thinking, yeah. gotta say hello. So let's backtrack for a second. Hello and welcome to the HA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And we have two guests today, Brianna Weaver and Alexa Harlow. Hello, hello. Hi, I'm Bryn. Hi, I'm Nope. That's not actually. So Alexa is my pen name. I'm just so used to saying my real name. So. Hi, this is Alexa. I love that. I recently found out that one of my good friends, like good author friends, that her name isn't what it is. And I had like a bit of an existential crisis. Oh, me with We wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) It took me, what, four months to realize that Bryn is not your real name? Yeah. Yep, that's about right. And I was like, what? I just call her Bryn. It but the works. funny thing is that she met me with my real name, so yeah. she rarely calls me my pet name. Yep, so I've been, like, trying to remind myself all evening in preparation for this, I must call her Alexa, and it is hard. <laughs> I was doing it to myself, and I still mess up, you know, it's fine. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, my, my name is Summer, and O'Toole is my mom's maiden name, so, like, it's on the brain. It's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, okay. So Bryn and Alexa, wink, wink, are, <laughs> are the co-authors of Black Sheep, which is a cultish serial killer, mind-bendy sort of smut-tastical book. <laughs> we are super excited for it. But before that, Weekly Hots, Kelsey. My weekly hot this week is related to the fact that I found myself at the chiropractor after some extraneous activities in the bedroom. Sometimes you get into all the interesting positions and it's so fun and it's a great time and there's handprints and finger marks and it's just amazing. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, wow. Like, do I want to make a joke about not being able to walk straight? Maybe because my pelvis is going 300 degrees in the wrong direction after that event. So yeah, Monday morning, I was making a quick appointment with my chiropractor to get everything realigned just, just to get some dick later in the day. So you know, you win some, you lose some on that. (laughs) Maintenance, it's important. (laughs) It is. Brent, what's your weekly haul? I had a good one actually. So I went out horseback riding on Sunday. My husband and I, we have a farm. So I went out with a friend of mine, and there's a trail system that connects through our property. And right now, because where I live, we had just had Hurricane Fiona not long ago, the trails are actually close to ATVers. So they're not technically allowed to be on them. My horse is very good at ATVs, but what she didn't like was, well, there was one that came and it approached us and it crunched on the 
on the leaves and it scared her. And so her back end went out into the path of this ATV and they didn't slow down enough. So they very nearly hit me and the horse. So we had kind of a little bit of a, like they were super nice and everything, but just oblivious to the fact that I'm on like a thousand pound animal and I didn't have my saddle. I lost my girth. So I just went out bareback. And she's kind of like freaking out and everything. And so we got over the incident. It was super close to home. And I called my husband and I was like, okay, I got the plate number for the ATV. This just happened. And he like, I hear him like running to the truck (laughs) and he ran to the truck and he barreled it down to the end of the trail to find this guy and take his plate number for his actual truck. And then he calls the, our neighbor who's with connected with the DNR, the department of natural resources. And they're the ones that like kind of police all this. And the whole thing was just super hot because he was like vibrating with rage that I almost got like kind of clocked on this trail. And it was just, it was very like, okay, that's, that's like romance book material that he's all like boiling over with rage that his woman just about got clocked on the trail. It was very hot. I thought, yes, he didn't take a spine. He didn't cut off any hands. So, you know, maybe not thoroughly (laughs) romance, but still pretty good. He has a little bit of ashen vibes in there. I can see it. It does. does. Yeah. I was going to say, he at least was like, thinking you know he was like I'm gonna get not just the ATV license plate which I don't know those existed he, he was clear-headed in his woman's crisis yes so quick so so quick yeah so quick so I was very impressed yeah I love that Alexa well my weekly hot is actually like temperature hot I do a daily yoga practice. So it's like hot yoga every day. And so we had a 90 minute yoga session and I was like physically dripping. And meanwhile, I actually went to the chiropractor on Monday as well, but for my own self, because I did it to myself. Sometimes I come back from yoga and I'm like, okay, I'll be fine. And then I wake up the next morning, I can barely walk and I'm like... (laughs) Well, at least Kelsey had some fun. And she's leaving out, Alexa's leaving out the important part that she has just completed all her yoga instructor training. Yes, I have. So there was this time where we had to teach a class and I was like scared shitless because I was like, I've never gotten in front of like, there was like 45 people in that room. And most of them know me because I'm there almost every single day. And so we got up there and we were teaching and I was like, I'm scared shitless. But anyways, I got up there and then I immediately texted Bryn and I was like, I channeled Bria because she's also a yoga teacher. <laughs> yes. So that's part of like my real life. Bria, she was like a yoga teacher as kind of like another like layer to her cover, right? Right. Yeah. Like, are you also a serial killer? <laughs> I'll never tell. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but yeah so like that is part of her like cover but also she actually enjoys the practice as well and so I'm like I was able to throw that in there I like that makes sense with the meditation practice as well with her Mm -hmm. and her other choice centering activities Mm -hmm. yeah yeah speaking of oh my week I was gonna I was just gonna dive into the to the book but my weekly hot is I'll keep it short because this book is much, 
<laughs> I went to Cirque du Soleil this weekend and literally the entire time I could not stop thinking about sex related things. I was like that, like the base of the acrobat, the dude who was like flipping around the, the small dainty woman. I was like, they're fucking, there was these guys just like, you know, being able to like hold their bodies in crazy positions. Cause they're like extremely talented and like strong. And I was like, imagine what positions they could fuck in. Then there's this dude who was like doing, you know, like the finger walking oh. thing. Hmm. He was doing that, but like to the extreme where he had like him skateboarding and like there was a dog and like there were basically his fingers were doing like crazy things and he had extreme control like over each of them. I can't do anything with my left hand. And I was like, what could he do? <laughs> like, anywho. So. I think you need to write a book about like a workplace romance in Cirque du Soleil. With a guy with very talented fingers. Very yeah. talented fingers. And we can find yeah. out what he can do with them. I thought yeah. there was a lot of angles. Why choose? My vote. Ooh, yeah. we, love a, uh, we love a why choose. Well, speaking of circus, have you seen that one going around on TikTok with the guy who's in the cage and she, the woman is standing in the center and he's on the motorcycle and he goes round and round and he's like got his hand on her waist. Yeah, there you go. He's one of the why choose dudes motorcycle yeah. man our, our like bmx dude our hand actor <laughs> all our acrobats mm-hmm. and we'll literally be railed in every single possible position and elevation yes. and it writes elevation. itself summer it writes itself just get on that <laughs> literally <laughs> please there's any like field work that you need to do feel free to call us up We'll be there. It's science. <laughs> In the name of science, exactly. I could write that off on my taxes, right? Did <laughs> Yeah, my plane trip will be covered, right? <laughs> okay, so the black sheep is it was written as a standalone, but are we talking about the second one? Or are we not yet? Yeah, we've started working on it. We've I mean, got like, can we say that there's going to be a second one? There is going to, I think we can say pretty concretely. I think we've hinted it a little bit anyway, and we do have a cover already. <laughs> and a title. Have a title. So I think it's a pretty solid bet that we'll be going ahead with it. And we do have like bits and pieces sort of semi like plotted out. I don't think either one of us are big plotters. We're more cancers, but yeah, we've got some solid ideas of like what Bria in particular is going to be struggling with. You know, I think like this whole next phase in their relationship, I haven't seen anything done like that with any kind of serial killer romance. It's always more like, you know, the trying to come to terms with like any kinds of feelings, I guess. Cole is an example of that in Sophie Lark's books, right? Like he's trying to kind of like come to terms with how he feels and, and I don't know, there's just not much that, that much out there that's like afterwards. So I think we'll kind of be focusing on some of that. Oh, cool. So it's, but it's going to be Bria and Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We but a whole like kind of flicked that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. They've already had so much conflict. Like they're already married. What happens after the marriage? 
yeah. yeah. We'll find out. That epilogue, too. <laughs> that epilogue was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many thoughts. I just finished it today. And oh my half my work day was spent me finishing it because I just, my life's been a little busy. So I was like sneakily reading at various points of my day. And then like over my lunch, I finished it. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about this. Like, especially from the epilogue point, because I now have all these questions of like, what's their future look like? And usually these are questions that never get answered because when they're mm -hmm. spoken a series, typically in this general realm of the world of what we like to read, it's like a brother or a sister. And then maybe you hear about them later, but like, no, we're going to hear about them, hear about them. I'm excited. Yes, yes. it's super exciting. For people who haven't read Black Sheep, it is about Bria and Eli. Eli is a professor at the University of someplace, and Bria is, grew up in a cult, was rescued basically by a serial killer, and trained to be a serial killer, and all that it entails of not getting caught, and she definitely has some, like, psychopathic tendencies. She has to work very hard to, like, be normal and appear normal and fit in. And she is hunting the leader of a cult. Turns out that Eli, who ends up being her professor, is also hunting the leader of that cult. However, he's doing it with the FBI and people that they keep wanting to interview keep end up disappearing. So he's simultaneously like trying to hunt down the leader of this cult while also trying to figure out who is killing out all of his sources. He's hunting her. She's the one killing all of the sources. And he's a forensic scientist, right? Yeah, a forensic psychologist. Yeah. Psychologist. There you go. So he's a forensic psychologist. And I feel like it's also important to say that like Bria was gonna have him hopefully like overview her thesis and then he couldn't do it. Like this is an important facet of the book because he was like, I can't do it. Like I'm gonna be going on sabbatical. Also, I'm all of a sudden in love with this girl for absolutely no reason. Like, I met her at a coffee shop once. So then he, like, gives it over to her friend, his friend and his colleague being like, you actually take her on as a, you know, as a thesis student versus me. So there is moral but not entire moral dilemma on that front. Yeah, but also That's his, like, his teacher friend is like, dude, take her out to dinner. Like, I'm her teacher. <laughs> you can bang her. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, like they're he, not actually her professor. Exactly. That library scene, had to read it twice. Had to read that library scene twice, my friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Funny thing with the library scene, if you've read Shadow in the Reaping series, in her second book, there's a mention of a library scene, but we don't get to see it. And so I was like, Bryn, rude, first of all. <laughs> you need to have one in there and then she's like don't worry I'll write one for the third book we there's no library scene in the third book because it's it's in black sheep so yeah I completely got derailed I was in the process of writing the third book and I was maybe like two-thirds done and then this idea for black sheep just like took hold and totally derailed the third book, which is actually like coming out this week. Thank God it's been a slog. And yeah, so that library scene 
went into, into this one. And I think it worked actually better than it ever would have worked in the other series because, you know, the whole university setting and hot professor and after hours. Yeah. On the campus works way better. They didn't even check. Security didn't even look. No, no. they're like, we're going to turn off the lights. Everyone's gone. Bye. Wonder whether or not I could have ever gotten locked in the library in my undergraduate days and graduate days. If anyone would like to check, I don't know. I didn't have any hot professors either, so you know, it's all very much fantasy land. <laughs> oh yeah, really none of my professors were attractive. None of mine either. Summer, any luck in the professor category? No, and they did take a lot of like dead body and a forensic anthropology class so the potential was there see I did actually that was my under well my undergrad was in archaeology and then my master's degree was in forensic archaeology so I was in like the bone lab and like yeah working around a lot of dead things (laughs) I love that I was an anthropology major mostly, but I took a forensic anthropology class. I took a uh, bioarchaeology of mummies, bioarchaeology of human sacrifice. So cool. I feel like you guys would be like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be all over that. Like sign me up now as a mature student, please. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm trying to like we did get Thanks. on straight now that we started talking about like exciting dead bodies so one of my questions was like you guys obviously now it kind of makes sense there was a lot of like science and very methodical things put in this it wasn't just like oh I killed a body I'm disposing of it it's like this is exactly how I'm doing it poor Kelsey was having nightmares but <laughs> but it was very well thought out so I guess my question is like now that we know how the co-writing happened, how did, like how it started, how did it work? Like, did you guys pick different perspectives? Was somebody more like the suggester and somebody else was the writer? So I guess to start, I guess I have to explain that. Do you guys know what aphantasia is? Yes. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so basically when I read a book, I can't see what's going on in my head. And so only like a certain like percentage of people have this. So like when I discovered that I had this like a couple of years ago through a BuzzFeed article, because it was like, oh, when I tell you to look at, look with your mind's eye, a red apple in your head, what do you see? And it was like a range. And I was like, I see nothing. So like, so then I was like, this is going to be very difficult for me because I guess I've never wanted to be a writer because I didn't think I could do it because I couldn't see the things that people describe. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's going to be very difficult for me. So I guess the way Summer said, suggester and writer, I was like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Big picture. Coffee shop scene was like almost written, not like word for word, but like, this is exactly the idea that I have. And the coffee shop scene was like my brainchild. And I'm very proud of that one. But yeah, so I'm like, just imagine he's sitting here and then he's doing whatever. And then he hears her voice. And then he's like, and then he's a simp from day one. I love that man so much. But yeah, so basically it was like suggester and like Bryn did like all the physical writing and then she would give it to me. So I was like half suggester, half beta reader. Brainchild was all of it. Like everything like meta was both of us. Okay. Yeah. And she'd write like 
Alexa would write big chunks of like dialogue like that. That scene is one where she really had a ton of stuff like framed out a lot of dialogue. And then I just kind of like went in and sort of did. I like to tinker a lot. I like to edit and just, you know, switch things around. That's that's kind of like what I like most about writing, actually, is like when I go back through, I'll go back through over and over and over again. So, yeah, she like framed up all of that. And then the next bit of that scene where Bria goes to his office, you know, we had talked about that and she had some ideas about that just being an abysmal meeting and like the meet cue is just like a fail. So <laughs> for Eli, so that's like, that's kind of how it happens. Like there would just be these big chunks of like dialogue and ideas and things. And it just, I don't know, organically, it just really worked. And we didn't switch perspectives like it wasn't like one person wrote one of the characters and one wrote the other it was just like you know oh I've got an idea for what could happen next and and I think it was really a massive advantage as well that like I know if I ever felt like I was getting stuck on something or like some element of the conflict or the character development you know we could talk about it and within <laughs> like a day or even 15 minutes sometimes it would be like okay it's sorted out whereas if I know if I'm doing that on my own like that's part of the reason why I struggled I think with this last book in the series because there was a lot to cover and it's sort of like dang I gotta spend like three days trying to figure it out you know whereas we could just kind of talk through it and it just blazed like that book we wrote that in I think three months not even four months three months four months yeah, well, we had the editing for a month. I think pretty much all of it was cracked out in about three months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were days that I'd come back. Like I was literally in my car and I was like, Bryn, I have an idea. I had a post like yoga brain epiphany thing. And I'd be like, write the whole thing out while I'm still in the parking lot of my yoga studio. And then she's like, I was literally going to ask you about this because I ran into this like hole, like, like wall, I guess. And so she's like, you read my mind. Like we talk about it all the time that we have like the same brain all the time because we're literally like watching something or sometimes we like buddy read something. And I was like, did you get to this part? She's like, yes, I knew you were going to like that. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll say like, it can be sometimes the most random stuff and we'll text each other at the same time with the same thing. And it's just wild. Like it is really random stuff. Like you could say like, camel in Egypt <laughs> she would be texting me like camel in Egypt at the same time it doesn't make any sense but you know just super like on the same page and oddly like completely different ways of visualizing something because I'm like the other end of the spectrum where I'm like hyper visualizing things it was just yeah it just it was like we kind of like fit together so organically and like made up for what the other one couldn't do and then we just okay. mega brained it. Yeah, like a computer, but a yeah. fancy one. <laughs> like Bria, basically. Basically. <laughs> I honestly like have no idea how somebody with a Fantasia can even just like think. Because like everything I think of is in pictures or words. Like some people don't even have it like in inner dialogue so I'm like I don't know how you guys are out here like existing but like one of my friends she's ran her first book and I think I, I mentioned something like oh I pictured it this way 
and she was like oh like I'm one of those people who can't picture things and I was like how are you writing a book because I was like I just am writing what I see like I'm not even like I'm not thinking of things like it's just it's there and then I'm writing what I see so the fact that you guys were able to like find this like really awesome balance of like brainchild and ideas and then Bryn is putting it into words and it's like that's just so cool. I think the, the my favorite metaphor as to how Bryn and I work is uh, I design buildings for a living. So like I'm the contractor but Bryn is the homeowner. Mm. So like I build the, like the foundations of things sometimes and then she goes in and makes it all beautiful. So that's, that's awesome. So Did you guys find that your that the characters were both like came to you guys like kind of fully formed like you both saw them as they were or thought of them as they were or was there ever some like back and forth of like oh I don't think Bria would do that or that doesn't really seem like Eli or was it kind of like you guys had the same idea of them from the start definitely moments where we had you know uh, would would so and so would Eli do this thing and then there would be a conversation back and forth about like, no, I don't think he would. But I don't, like we never really mapped them out in great detail beforehand. And that's not something that I do with any of my works. I don't know if you're the same. I like just visualize, I hear conversations. If I hear something and visualize it really clearly, then I'll write that scene. And then the characters just kind of develop from there, but I never have this like massive, list of things like written out beforehand so yeah they came to life just really organically I know for myself I had a vision of like I always have this question in my mind that had actually been lingering for a long time before we actually started this book which was what what about the serial killers that never get caught why do they never get caught why are there always some operating like what is different about them like how do we how do we know for sure that all serial killers are this way in this box and what would happen if they're not and mm-hmm. so like i had some ideas about her ways of thinking before we kind of got started that had just been rumbling around from that general question and yeah we kind of just they erupted (laughs) would be the best way I think I could describe it that they just even the side characters it was like all of a sudden Fletcher existed and the banter was just everything about it was just sort of very organic Fletcher's my favorite are you guys fans of Fletcher the musician I am who's also gay and I was like I'm actually seeing her three four five days oh my god that's so exciting I wish I could go see her but yeah I don't know like I was just thinking about like she seems like the cool like friend who gets called by their last name so much so that they don't even remember remember um what her first name is and I'm like Catherine Fletcher love her and then she's married to Blake I chose that name because Blake Lively because I love her too and I was like it works some specific questions that I have. So one of them is more of a statement that Shani from Shani Reads wants you guys to know that you have created her favorite book boyfriend and book girlfriend as a couple and she loves them very much. I was actually, I got this for my birthday and it's actually from Angie, her soul from books, but I put, you know, like the little cards it came with. 
and she said, happy birthday, Summer. I hope you enjoy this book as much as I and the other girls did. So like, it's a fan favorite. I love her. So that's, yeah. I love Fanny. She's so, she's so great. Yeah. They're all like, I'm just kind of like getting to know some of them and they're just all so lovely. So that's, that's so great to hear. She's been so supportive. Yeah. She's an absolute doll. She's actually one of the people that like, when I get stuck on something, she's been alpha reading for me. So we'll go back and forth. And she's like, this is like the best group project because I just get to come up with all the ideas and Summer does all the work. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. Like, I feel like I just am constantly getting the good ideas. Like, so so that wasn't really a question, but my other question was the pegging. So it goes back to Shani, I guess. So she was creating, I think a TikTok video about like bi characters. And she asked you like, is this canon? Like is Bria and Eli both bi? And I, I believe it was Bryn who said like, oh, Bria might be, but like it, it was actually important to me, us that like Eli wasn't gay and to have like a pegging scene and not have it be attached to like, oh, well, you know, if he takes up the butt, like he might be a little fruity. Um, (laughs) So what was like some of your, their their sex life was like extremely distinct and like almost as had its own personality. Like what was some of that creation like? (laughs) I don't know, I guess. I feel like Brynn and I are always talking about like spicy things that we like reading in books and I'm like I feel like Brynn we need to have Bria peg Eli I feel like one he'd be into it two she'd be into it mm-hmm. I was like it feels like this is something that they're like both like switches in my brain mm-hmm. where like Yes, Bria likes submitting only to Eli, but like Eli likes submitting to Bria. And I'm like, we should see that happen. And I'm like, yes, most of the pegging scenes I see is a queer man, which I mean, I love, but I'm like, we need to see how this works out if Eli's not queer. But yeah, I mean, I've never thought about, like, Bria. Like, I can see it. That's what I said, too. When, yeah, when you guys asked, it was when, I think it was Shani asked, right? That was exactly my same response. Like, we never really talked about it, but I could see, I could see Bria being bi, but it was just not something we delved into in advance. And I think overall, there sex life is very I don't know it's just like an extension of them as people we did have some scenes that I think we had talked about that we wanted to cover you know the library was obviously a big one the pegging was one that I think Alexa came up with and said you know this isn't in enough books like we need to do something like this and there are some ideas that we have that are kind of wild for this sequel. There's one that I tried to explain to my husband and I couldn't even like, I couldn't even articulate it because it was so batshit crazy. Anyway, so I won't say anything more than that. I, I, we're going to give it a shot. I don't even know if it's going to work yet, but 
you know, there, there have been moments like that in the creation of it, where it's like, how do we carry through their energy is to people who are like in a bit of conflict with one another and like carry that into a really vibrant sex life. So yeah. And like what I think a lot of it too, is like, how does Eli, (laughs) we kind of have like a handle on Bria and how she navigates life, being a serial killer, trying to keep herself hidden. But then like, what's her counterpart to that really look like? Like Eli being this rules driven type of guy and like, what's the undercurrent of him and how could that play out against Bria? So yeah. And and so kinky Kaplan. Yeah. (laughs) I do love that. I love how Fletcher just like threw it out there one day. Like we know about you. Like I, yeah, I saw your bed. I snooped around. It was fine. Yeah. Like, we're friends. We can talk about this. Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I will say, so our editor was actually the first person who was like, you guys need to do like a Christmas novella or something. So just lit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So she was like, she was seeing like, um, our editor's great. She was seeing all like the positive responses from like our fans. And she's like, everyone loves this. Why don't you? And she's like, and I love this. Like write a smutty like Christmas novella just about them fucking all the time. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, Brittany and I looked at each other and we were like, looked at, looked at each other through like the phone. And we're like, <laughs> we can make this happen. And then we're like, wait instead of just a Christmas novella let's make it into a sequel and then we started thinking about like what the conflict was going to be and like big picture like what was going to happen and I was like and we get all this money yeah because we need more we were were literally thinking like I was like friends like you need to think about the smut scenes and I was like I got it I need to do some research I read a lot of smut and so I'm like okay this works this doesn't Yes, but let's flip it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hide and seek, that was mine, and I was like, "Yeah, that is a good one." <laughs> that was a good one, and I think that the what the reason that was born was because it was teased in a different book that Brandon and I read about like him, like the the main character having a strap on and having DP, mm-hmm. and I never got to read it, and I'm like, "Bitch." No. Criminal. No. Criminal. Criminal. I was like, no. And then Bryn, like, I read it and I was like, Bryn, you need to read this. It's like maybe 100 pages, all smut, great. Four stars. Five stars if it would have included that scene. Just, <laughs> and I was like, Bryn, like, what if you that? We'll just write like, it ourselves. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant because I'm a why choose girly. I love a good, like, group scene. Mm-hmm. How do we get that with both Bria and Eli being very, possessive of each other like there would be no sharing with them <laughs> unfortunately they're just not the sharing kind of people as much as there was that. as much as I would love it but like Bria would literally kill someone yeah and so would Eli yeah it would happen so okay. I'm like how how can we get like a why choose like group scene without doing that and I was like this is brilliant <laughs> this is brilliant you both talked about research, right? Like you're researching smut. My curiosity is like, this is my first ever serial 
romance, serial killer, I almost said serial novel, serial killer romance. So like you, Bren, clearly have a background in some of these things, right? Just in terms of like your major, your history, like how much research did you guys do? Because like the details were detailed, like detailed to the where I'm like, you're, no one's making this up. Like this is some real shit right here. Yeah. I know I was looking at a lot of like academic articles uh, about, you know, forensic psychology, about memory research. I actually like my current job is nothing related to forensics, but I do work in neurodegenerative disorders and things like that. Like I work in clinical research. So a lot of my research or a lot of my job in the last few years has been specific to like Alzheimer's disease and memory is just like a thing that I'm really interested in. So I, I had known for a long time about about Bria's capabilities is like, you know, having a mind palace, like from, not from Sherlock Holmes. I know a lot of people talk about the Sherlock Holmes things, which is really, really cool, but I learned about it in like classical archaeology, like ancient Greek history when that first became a thing. And so, yeah, it's just like reading a lot of articles about the forensic psychology space and trying to like kind of put together, like, what would she be working on? What would be interesting to her as someone who is a nemesis, who has this really unusual ability and, and like, what would be interesting? What kinds of fields of, of inquiry and research would she be most likely to pursue. And I was looking at as well, like a lot of gaps in what's happening with criminal investigations and especially like crimes that have occurred like a long time ago or chronic crimes where somebody's in a situation where they're like perpetually kind of being victimized. And yeah, it was like a lot of, yeah, a lot of research of academic papers and, and then going into even enough detail of like all the machinery that she uses, like that stuff all exists, you know, that's like all equipment that actually is used in things like that. So it was like, yeah, there was definitely hours spent <laughs> gathering information. And I had about like literally 70 tabs open on my phone of different things that I would like look at. And I was like, I can't close, can't close any tabs. Like I need all these articles. <laughs> not never close a tab. Nope. As as it is, not when you're researching things. Nope. <laughs> There's a limit now. There's only 500 on your phone. What? There was the thing. Yeah, I tried to hit a new one and it was like, you have 500 tabs. Do you want to close all the ones older than a month? There's 384 that are older than a month. And I'm like, no, I can't close any of them. Yeah, I need and them. Like, that's like <laughs> next level. No offense, but that's crazy. Okay. So here's the thing. So I use KU a lot. So whenever I see a, uh, a recommendation on TikTok, I go to Safari because I don't want to use my my brother's prime account so my my kindle account is separate Fair. so they they don't need to know what i'm reading so i have to go to the web version of amazon and sometimes i don't close out of them so about i'm gonna say 300 of those 500 were amazon tabs that had books Amazing. and i'm like i already added these to my list get them out of here <laughs> that's, but yeah that's so if you ever needed to know, there's a 500 tab limit on your phone. That's a fun fact right there. I thought I was bad at like 70. Well, I'm like singing on to you. <laughs> I'm worse. And they're, they're not research ones. 
I mean, I guess if you count KU books as research, yes. Not just research. research. <laughs> Smutty books are research. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we were like, okay, we're writing a second book. I'm like, well, fuck me. I gotta, I gotta read more smut. Mm, what a tragedy. Shucks. <laughs> Shucks. They're like, oh, dang it. Maybe I should quit my day job. Yeah. Be the best job. Just read KU for fun. Just- all day long it would be so much fun i would just like to comment that overall like my compliment to you guys on this book like was i definitely weirded out at some point or like eked out with some of the details absolutely because it's like triggering for me for various reasons however like overarching your book is so beautifully written and the layers and the depth to it is like I want to recommend this book to people with like the caveat of like serial killer like don't know if you like this but like the writing and the layers and just like how new things just like so it was like a beautiful onion like new things just kept unfolding and I was like how can we get any deeper like how are there any more surprises and they're not like crazy like bold in your face surprises some of them some of them you just like peel back a layer and you're like wow that makes sense like that just add so much to the character arc into your overarching story and it was just it blew my mind so just my hat is off to both of you because that was incredible so really thank you so much that's Mm -hmm. that's amazing to hear it really makes me very happy so that's awesome it was a joy to write honestly it was so much fun like we just flew through it because it was you know uncovering bits of Bria in particular I think was just it was such a joy to write those characters. Yeah. I really just wanted her to, to have like a kind of character development that made sense for her. Like somebody that had limitations that were imposed on her. And yet she kind of like thrives just being who she is. And yet she still has like this emotional growth. So I'm really happy that that came through. Really did. It really, did. I mean, plus with like the impeccable smut where, you know, I have to <laughs> twice like we all love good smut but like just to combine it all together I'm like good feeling to be on the other side how could you not say something about the smut you'd be a mess like you'd be missing so much exactly and maybe it's just me and the way that we wrote these but like the smut scenes get hotter yeah as they go so like you start with the library scene and then you end with ice cubes yeah (laughs) yeah so I'm like hmm interesting maybe it's just my personal preference where I'm like okay these are getting hotter as we go so then you got the hide and seek and then you got the cabin pegging scene and then True. I also feel like something that we could you know just for like everyone's different tastes like maybe someone's fantasy is the library right Mm -hmm. that is their hottest for whatever reason maybe someone else hates ice cubes like you never know exactly you really you really don't but I will say like intensity wise right intensity for sure we're ramping up as we go along and then as and then you know like all the little sprinkles in of different features pegging Mm -hmm. ice cubes whatever it's gonna be lots of toys I loved how much Eli loved his toys yeah. And he prepared. Men he didn't did. just like go for it without some preparation. Yeah. 
his character, I feel, is his preparation with toys, his knowledge, and just the care with it. Yeah, and the aftercare, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his his insistence on having, like, the a physical safe word with, like, the taps, even though Bria kept being like, dude, like, it, it won't get there. <laughs> yeah, just stop asking me. Just go for it. <laughs> I know what the signal is. Please, just continue. Yeah. Yeah. Stop reminding me. Let's just get on with it. <laughs> and though she was like, I know what my signal is. Like, please. Yeah. Progress. Now. I've watched the video in secret. <laughs> tax returns. I've snooped in all of your tax returns in quotation marks. I know what the safe word is. Oh, man. When we came to that part where she was snooping his computer, she's like, How are we going? Like, what are we going to put this under? And I was like, I don't know. Previous tax returns? I don't know. She wants to know how much money he makes. And then she found out so much more. So many good things. And I'm like, I mean, I don't love the idea that Eli's fucking someone else, but she's not getting off on them. She's getting off on like who she can see through the camera. Exactly. And she's like, I wouldn't tap out. Yeah, I do. It was a, it was like a really good way to show like Eli masked versus like unmasked and how like Bria her mask is like I'm not a serial killer (laughs) and his mask is like I'm trying to like be a gentle lover or like yeah but it's also in this reminds me like the way kink and all those different things is represented in romance books is always so vast and like so character specific like for Eli it absolutely makes sense that he would be the type of person who would like remind you of the safe word safe tab like before every time and then in my book that's coming out soon like there's one point where he's like oh if it's too much like say red and her inner dialogue she's like okay that makes me feel a little better and then he's like and I might consider stopping which in the real world is like not good you know like we want those safe words but then for book characters like even down to like their personalities is like influenced in the the bedroom too and I felt like especially with these two characters like their sex life was like a really big extension of and how they like work through their emotional like Mm -hmm. growth too I mean there was emotional growth even or discovery in that scene for Bria too for Bria to be like picturing herself as that girl and being like, oh, I'd actually be into that. Especially after she just like fucked a dude and then killed him, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, a couple weeks before and like that was the last time she had sex. Now she's like, oh wait, maybe I would be interested in these things. Like, I feel like that was a growth moment for Bria too of being like, all right, like I got to consider things outside of my normal realm and outside of the one, two, three, four random picker app on my phone of me trying to add variety into my life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, she is curious and she is, she's, I think she's also like kind of driven at that stage, right. About trying to figure out why this guy is giving off such like mixed signals to her mm-hmm. and like, what is it that's different about him? Cause she had him pegged in this box, you know, and then, 
absolutely agree that she sort of has this discovery moment of not just him, him and what he's into, but herself too, like that, you know, she wants to kind of like maybe learn more and, and she can see her own history in a way, like with the way Samuel kind of gave her a chance. And so she's kind of like going back a little bit as well into her past and like how somebody else thought, well, maybe she could be something different, you know? So I totally agree. That was a, a definitely a growth moment for her. And I think a lot of their sex scenes are growth moments for her. Like later on when they do the hide and seek, like at first she's got those very few rules about what she does not want him to do. It's just like the impact play and the like taking off her lingerie because she's hiding. And then like later on in that scene, you know, in the next scene, I guess when he wakes up and it's from his point of view, then she's like developed a little bit, even within that brief period of time where she like learns to sort of trust him a little bit more. And, and she's like gotten up in the night and she's like cleaned things up and she's gotten out of her lingerie and they have that big discussion. So, yeah. I mean, imagine unrelated, related, but unrelated, like fucking so hard and aggressively that you fall asleep having sex. (laughs) I mean, talk about an active bedroom life. I just had to work on that. (laughs) Ben was like super eloquent and and beautiful, but I just was also like, just need to tack that on at the end. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely has Eli vibes for sure. (laughs) Definitely something he would do. (laughs) Okay, so my last question, I guess it's not really like my last necessarily, but no surprise, I love this book, right? My, something that stood out to me though, that I was like, I'm curious about this. Why did they get married in the epilogue? To me, obviously these are not my characters, duh. But to me, it felt very like, especially that they got married quickly. And I was like, this, I feel like they'd be the type of couple that would cohabitate and like be a married couple, but never actually get married and kind of like buck that societal, I don't know, box. So um, that's, that's my, that was my immediate impression. So I'm curious what the, the author's idea behind that was. <laughs> I don't know, Alexa, if you feel the same, to me, it felt like a natural progression for them. I think maybe partly to me because of Bria's like propensity even to, like she is quite in in many ways, she's quite decisive. So she makes decisions like that's done. It's that, I guess it wouldn't have affected like whether they got married or not. Like if she's with that person, she's with that person. But I think there's an element, a little bit of like cover too. I don't know if that would have something to do with it. I don't know. Just in my head, it wasn't like a, I didn't really envision them cohabitating without getting married for some reason. It just seemed to make sense to them. I guess it's not much of an explanation, but it just like felt like something they would do is like, they would go off and do it privately Mm -hmm. um, and they wouldn't have a lot of people around. They would just do it for them, like a commitment Mm -hmm. thing. I could never envision them having like a big wedding. I could never envision them having kids. Like that would Mm -hmm. never happen with them. But yeah, it just seemed like she's kind of like decisive. And I think he was so smitten anyway. He would want to like lock it down, right? (laughs) I don't know, Alexa, if you feel the same or not. 
Yes, I think. So there's three parts of it. Eli seems like the kind where he would say my wife in literally every other sentence. Yes. And so I was like, we need to give him the opportunity to do this. Mm -hmm. Second, as Bryn said, like part of her cover, like she's naturally trying to figure out like what's the best thing for a cover. Like I have a Mm -hmm. cat. I have a job at a yoga studio. I'm a student, like the good student. Like it's all part of the cover, but she didn't marry him just because of the cover she does like love him and so when I don't actually know we have never actually thought about like the actual proposal yeah or like how it went down but also the last thing we always knew that Eli was going to give her her honeymoon present like her wedding present and so we were like she already got her birthday present how can we like how can we give her another present like what is like we want her to give have that opportunity to like mm-hmm. close the f- full circle I guess mm-hmm. and so we we're like he gets married she gets to kill the guy she's wanting to kill forever yeah that was definitely something where I was like I get that yes yes I think what's gonna be like super interesting though is that like for this book, I mean, there's all the, the like run up of them getting together and there's a lot of like emotional change for both of them to get to a point. And then, but like, what does happen after that point to somebody, especially her who is so new to these kinds of emotions? You know, I, I think we never thought of her as being completely, like you're put it in a box, like stereotypical serial killer. Like she does have this capacity for some kind of limited growth, but it has been so stunted. Like, so how is she going to adapt to being in this kind of situation, like long-term of being with somebody, especially if there's like an outside confounding force or something that she has to deal with, like It'll be really interesting to see her come to terms with like her maybe thinking that she is crazy. <laughs> like, and him maybe thinking, like, ooh, I did actually marry a serial killer. And I know that she's a serial killer. Maybe, like, maybe this is a little bit more challenging than I gave it credit for. You know, it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how they both develop. I hope anyway. now that we've been like talking it through I can absolutely see them if they were to be like let's cohabitate for life and be partners for life I can see Bria being like no we should get married like that's what people do like if we're cohabitating Mm -hmm. it's weird if we don't get married like we should get married and be normal people (laughs) so everything's a mask right like everything's Mm -hmm. a mask with her in her public life yeah Mm -hmm. I think of Eli's history as well, though, like in terms of marriage and his religious upbringing, even that, like, I feel like he's tradition, like he wants to be the gentle giant every once in a while, you know, and that is part of his character, even if in the bedroom, he's not. So that yeah. in my mind makes sense as well as to why he was ready to tie that down. And also he probably doesn't want Bria to run away because, yeah, <laughs> another was- reason is that, yes. Eli has all his rules and yes he's a professor and she's a student if they get married her being a student doesn't matter anymore 
because it's his wife now yep that's true so like I think that that's another like element as we were talking I was like wait I remember this because he's like he was all like I'm never gonna fuck a student blah blah we love how he ate his words literally literally (laughs) oh man I love that man so much one of the questions that was like submitted via Instagram was who was your fan cast for Eli we had like someone super random. We we were looking at people very early on. I don't know, Alexa, if you remember this, but he's a, I believe he's a Turkish model that we had in our heads. Like we, we were searching around, like looking for people yeah. that would kind of like fit the, the ideas that we had like kind of loosely probably more in my head because I was like actually visualizing them <laughs> because of the <laughs> agitation but and I was sending like oh this person this person this person and yeah there was like this Turkish model guy who had on like the like professor glasses and and the I was jacket what his name is <laughs> oh, all details and and the funny thing is that his modeling agency was cult wasn't it? it but with a k yeah we're like boom and likewise it was a spanish model for for bria she just had like this really like kind of dark hair dark eyes she was kind of like described the way that bria is described where bria is like very very careful about like everything that she eats everything she does all of her exercise it's all a front like she is very powerful and strong and capable but she kind of like makes herself like keeps herself in a condition to look almost like a little wayfish because she doesn't want people to think it could ever be her that does mm-hmm. all these terrible things right And yeah, we found this woman that has like the same features and like this intensity to her where you could like look at her and be like, oh yeah, (laughs) whoever she is, she could be definitely committing these murders. (laughs) But again, I don't remember her name. I'd have to look it up and and I can send it to you. But yeah, and together they would be super hot. Yeah, I was like, I need, so like when we were describing him, I'm like, Kaplan, super hot. That's all I could know. Like that, that's all I saw. I'm like, he's a super hot professor. I usually, when I'm reading, I don't really read the appearances. And sometimes I try not to look at fan art because then I get spoilers. Yeah. And I find too, like one thing I do tend to avoid, like if I'm thinking about what characters look like, I often avoid like really popular actors or anything like that I like to try and find somebody that is a little bit like usually they're yeah okay they're like famous like in modeling or something you know whatever but they're not like it's like Brad Pitt where everybody knows who it is just for my own sanity otherwise I'm thinking about these actors all the time and then it gets like kind of weird because then you know you know things about their personal lives that's out in public right so I I kind of tend to pick somebody that looks a certain way um Mm -hmm. but does it not somebody that I know anything about like Ashen from the Shadow and Reaping series like literally again like this model guy who's super hot Alessandro Della Sola Italian model 
<sighs> yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know anything about him as a person, which is great. Yeah, but, you need to be able to like fill in those blanks yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I tend to also, unless people explicitly ask me what, like who I would cast, like, you know, I'll always go back to those unusual models because I do want people to try and figure it out. Like imagine it for themselves. You know, I don't put a ton of descriptors in. It's always like, well, they have dark hair, dark eyes, or, you know, skin tone or whatever. But then I left, I always leave the rest up to their imaginations. Cause I think it's more fun to kind of like imagine them the way you want to. I definitely noticed that as I was reading was the almost like the intentional vagueness. And now like, like I have a very clear picture here as to what they look like. And it may or may not look like yeah. your actual models. But I mean, like I'm good with it. I'm good with it because I created it in my own memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there have definitely been times like in some of my other books where people have said like, oh, I envisioned so-and-so. Like somebody said Timothy Chalamet for one of the characters. And I was like, I would never see that <laughs> ever, ever, ever see that. But like, I won't say anything. So I'm like, you imagine who you want to imagine that totally works. Like if that's what does it for you, it's just, I would never have made that connection, you know? So I think I like to keep things a little vague that way. I just I had that conversation <laughs> with a group of my friends and I was they're like, who are you picturing? And I sent some ideas and they're like, no, that's not it. Like, they're like, I know you read the book, but no. <laughs> Which, by the way, I am so excited to read that book. Oh my God. I see it everywhere, and like, everyone is raving about it, and I'm so excited to read it. It looks like the quotes are amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's super epic. As someone who has read it, it's, it's I I need to read this book too. I will. Oh, I'm so excited. I will drop everything, and I am reading that gargoyle book right now. Point of no return. I will drop everything to read that. It looks amazing. <laughs> okay. I have one final question for us here. If you could write one dream smut scene, what would it be? Or if you could read one dream smut scene, but I feel like you guys keep writing whatever you don't see. And I appreciate that about you. So I want to give you. <laughs> oh, hmm. I know it's one I want to write. Alexa, you go for it. <laughs> So I don't see enough like wax play Ooh. in books. There's one, maybe two that I know off the top of my head. And when we were talking about black sheep, I was like, oh, we need to do some temperature play because that's what I like call it in my brain because I'm like, you can go hot, you can go cold. It's great. And now it's like, we were getting to the epilogue and I was like, she was like, okay, we need to do like one last like knockout smut scene. What are we doing? And I was like, did we ever do wax? She's like, no, we did not. And I was like, hmm, it doesn't seem like something they would bring on uh, a honeymoon to like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But I was like, ice. <laughs> Let's do something with ice, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I would say wax play. I'm interested in yeah. seeing how that could go. And this is not a spoiler. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think that it is, honestly. 
we have a list of things that we want to do. Okay. It's getting added to constantly. Sometimes I'm just like thinking and I'm like, Brynn, I have a smart idea. And she's like, hit me with it. And then I just like long text it. And she's like, done, we're doing it. Sweet. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> There's one scene that we have planned, which is going to be, I think, like the kind of potentially knockout smut scene of the sequel. And I am like really, really excited to write it. However, it's the one that I couldn't even describe it to my husband. Like I, it took me like 10, 15 minutes to get it out of my mouth. Cause it was just so batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not really describing it the way that I would if I wrote it, but I think we need to give it a shot. So I think if we can pull it off, it's going to be really, really, really hard to pull off. But I think that in and of itself would be super fun because then it really keeps it fresh. And I can't give you any more details than that. It's just, it's really wild. And I think probably people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe that they went there. Let's just say I read a lot of spot, like I've said. I've never seen it before. Exciting. Oh, Ever. So exciting. Not, I'm like, I don't know if it even exists, but I remember the text conversations we were having. I was sitting at my dinner table and we're like thinking about this when it was still a Christmas novella. All smut, no plot. Just, we were giving the people what they wanted. And I was like, oh what if we do this and she's like yes and then we can do this and I'm like and we can do this and then she's like we can do this too and I'm like oh, oh. it just kind of kept escalating that, yeah that's and then it like, escalated to the point of like oh geez is this too far <laughs> I don't know definitely not seen this before but ooh, that could be quite intense I was like is this too far is there such a thing as too far we'll find Maybe out not. we'll find out and you can, like, I think what we're going to do probably is write it and then see if it works. And if it does, then it goes in. And well, if we think it does, maybe it doesn't. Maybe we are the only people that think it works, but it'll go in if we think it has any kind of shot. So, and once you guys read it, if it's in there, we'll let you know. And remember, you remember that? Okay, uh, this is the, the mystery scene. scene. This is the mystery <laughs> scene that we talked about in the Zoom meeting like a year ago. The way you're describing it, I'd hope that if I, if it is in the book and when I read the you'd book, know. you'd know. I'll know. I'll be like, this, this is it. <laughs> you're yeah, like, you'll oh, definitely yes. you're be like, like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I think I know why they thought it was too far. <laughs> or what could happen, what I hope happens, is as you're reading it, you're like, oh, it's this scene. And then you keep reading and you're like, wait, is it this scene? Oh, yes. Hmm. That would be good. That'd be really good writing. And then you go into our DMs and you're like, which one was it? Because both of them were good. We'll just assume that all the smut scenes in the sequel are going to be great. That's an ideal world. Yeah. In a perfect world. This has been amazing to talk to both of you guys. Tell us, if we were to find you on social media, what would your handles be? And where would we find you? I'm on TikTok a lot. I'm on TikTok and Instagram mostly. Uh, Alexa, you go, is it Alexa underscore? I think that, yeah. So Instagram is Alexa underscore Harlow with an E on the end. And then I believe my TikTok's the same. Mine is Bryn underscore Weaver for Instagram. And then Bryn Weaver books on TikTok. 
Sweet. All right. TikTok's just Alexa Harlow, no underscore. All of our listeners are going to know where to find all of your very amazing books now. So thank you for that. And thank uh, you for having us. Such a blast. This was so, so much fun. Awesome. Thank you. It's such a delight. I'm like, want to go reread the book right now, or at least, you know, certain scenes. <laughs> yeah. To our listeners, we will catch you guys in the next episode. One more time. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you, Bram. We really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you, thank you. for having us. It's been our treat. Bye. Bye. <laughs>